Hello, and welcome to Muse and Metrics. This is your host, Philippa Burgess. This is season four, episode eight, and today's topic is celebrate wins. Just to take the opportunity to celebrate yourself, celebrate all the things that you are doing in the everyday, just good habits and good progress. And then when you reach those milestones and all the big stuff too, and this is personal, this is professional, this is creative, this is just learning, growing, challenging ourselves. This can be in our physical health, mental health relationships with ourselves, with others, with romantic partners, with our family, children, parents, relatives, all of the things that just celebrate you and celebrate the good work that you're doing. I think all of us have some residual trauma from the pandemic. We are three years uh, from the start of it. And I look at my life over the last three years and how many changes I've gone through. And that's how this show has become about resets and transformations, um, but also about uh, growth and technology and academic pursuits and just the art of reinvention and going in new directions. And I look at it and I'm like, wow, three years. I, it's amazing to me on one level that, that they went so quickly. And on another side of it, I can look at how much I went through in that time. And I had changes personally and professionally and location, home, uh, all sorts of things, just having to move stuff around the country. And that's how this became an audio journal, just to share uh, things that I'm going through. And it's a good opportunity in this episode to celebrate wins, how far we've come since many of our lives got upended. And whether that happened in the beginning of the pandemic or somewhere down the, the line, all of us had some types of transformations uh, that uh, either were forced upon us or that we chose. And so this to me is a good time to celebrate the fact that we stepped forward with color courage and we kept going and we took what was difficult and we found new paths and we found new ways and we found new communities and new friendships, new skills, uh, new greater resilience within ourselves. And that it's okay to stop and celebrate, see what you have done and be really proud of yourself. Take this moment to acknowledge and appreciate those things that you've gotten through, that you've done, that were hard, um, things that you perhaps didn't have any skills around or were trying to transfer skills, but in a new area that was awkward and uncomfortable, unfamiliar. And now you've started to have that sense of comfort and knowledge and skill and you've done things and you've put together teams and you've put together projects and you've come out the other side with things that 
perhaps you would never even have imagined uh, before. I will give you some of mine and I share them because it's an opportunity to celebrate each other and show that for all the difficulties that I had, of which I had many, uh, and they manifested in stress and depression and anxiety and all sorts of physical health manifestations. Uh, I was in and out of the hospital. Um, I ended up just with exacerbated asthma, just all sorts of things that just did not feel good because of some of the heavy duty medicine I was on. I put on a ton of weight. And so just getting back to my normal weight, shedding that took me some time, almost a year uh, to put it on and a year to pull it off. I went to graduate school and I got a master's degree. I found myself so comfortable and really excited about more that I could learn that really felt appropriate for my interests and my skill set that I wanted to develop further along the lines of programming and data analysis and spatial data science, uh, which includes mapping and cartography and data visualization. And that was one of my goals for this year was I wanted to be a good data visualizer. And along the way, finding opportunities that I never knew existed. And I kept applying for things and joining uh, different associations and organizations and signing up to do stuff. And now I'm at a place where every single moment in my week is spoken for. And that is so joyful. I love what I'm up to. I love what I'm learning. I'm very, very busy. Um, perhaps I wish I had a little bit more work-life balance, but I know that that's coming. And I am at the end of the semester, so just pushing really hard to finish strong. And I have some big projects and just pacing myself. Um, because one of the challenges that I had was when I did my move across the country and getting myself out of some storage that I'd had, I blew out my elbow. And so now if I spend too long on the computer typing or map making, my wrist starts to really hurt. So I have to, it's a good indication to pace myself or change up my activities so that my wrist can rest and I can do other things and then I can come back to my computer work, or at least my typing, the parts that I have to sort of do those micro movements with my hand. And things that I hadn't done in so many years that I was so excited to do is just even get it back on stage. So last week, I was able to give a presentation of one of my academic projects. And that was a win. I'm going to celebrate that as a win. It was nice to be part of a program. I was presenting something that was original to my work and research, and it culminated the ideas of others, and it also you know, presented an event, so it was fact-based in that way. But it put together the idea that I was seeing a lot of the intelligence organizations that I'm a part of speaking about climate impact and extreme weather, and that that has now risen to the level of being a national security issue. And so that was my talk was on extreme weather as national security threat, Buffalo Blizzard 2022. And I talked about 
uh, what happened there and how it went from being a winter storm into a national disaster. And a lot of that was because it was far more than snow. It was hurricane speed winds uh, that were unrelenting with whiteout blizzard conditions for about 36 hours. And that's what uh, made it into a, uh, a disaster. And in my studies, we're learning about human security and disaster management. And I'm also learning about cartography and visualization. And so those are the things I'm super excited about. So I'm starting to be really happy with my school projects and the work that I'm doing and feeling that it's starting to look good. Can it be better? Absolutely. But is it a beginning where I'm actually proud of the pieces that I'm putting together? Yes, which is another win that I am so happy to celebrate. To say when I started in September, I could barely open the software, let alone know how to put anything on the map or to change its symbology or create a layout or know how to export that layout. Uh, even my next assignment is something I've never done before. It'll be putting together a web map with interactive features and layers that can be turned on and off. And I'm excited to do that. I've got three days to get that done. And I feel that it's an opportunity to showcase my skills and keep challenging myself and incrementally learning more. I also just got my certificate in from absolute beginner to confident speaker in Ukrainian. And I went through the eight-week course. And there's so much more for me to learn and go back over and review and practice. But as far as actually feeling that I'm comfortable with the language and I'm ready to learn more, I'm there. So I feel really good about having completed that course and also feel that that's been a good way for me to show solidarity because I've found it very difficult to watch war. As I was reporting on it last year, I was able to sustain that for quite some time. And I think with a lot of things, as I've talked about on the show before, momentum matters. And I, when I lost momentum on that, I haven't had the courage or the strength to really want to get back into looking at war as closely. And it takes a toll psychologically. And it's one thing when you don't have a choice. It's another thing when you choose to look at it. And it's important to look at, but I also think being able to manage my energy and my attention and also part of pulling it back was and refocusing myself was figuring out what are the things that I want to do to move forward powerfully. And part of it was in being a content creator and realizing I needed to get off of TikTok because it was debilitating me in the fact that it was easy in a certain way. And I wasn't fully optimizing it, but I'd sort of found my rhythm in it. And so it was good, but wanting to sort of move over to YouTube, it was better to just stop and then gather the fact that I was just beginning again. And it was far more awkward and I didn't know what I was doing. And I had a lot to learn about camera and sound and lighting and green screen and, and just figuring out how to gather my ideas and get my workflow together and just practice, practice, practice as far as wanting to be a YouTuber. And that that has 
felt very slow going, but still kind of in the background of something I'm working on, uh, whether I'm working on it quietly behind the scenes or I'm starting to create content that I post. Which leads me to another win to celebrate, which is becoming a Google Women Tech Makers Ambassador. I am so joyful that I applied for that program. It's amazing and I highly recommend it for any woman in tech who wants to be an ambassador and speak about tech and be someone who helps to educate your community, support women. It's a really good program. Network with other women who are in tech. And I had that opportunity to interview eight of them for my most recent summit and now have committed to doing more summits throughout the year. They are a labor of love, but they are amazing. I had such a good time with the interviews. I'm so proud of the audio summit that aired on 360 Talk Radio for Women. And now I'm so proud of the video I put together that's on the Muse and Metrics YouTube channel. And now I've been creating blogs with the transcripts and wanting to go in and continue to create content that can be shared from all of the quote unquote quotes and sound bites and just really good advice. So I highly recommend if you haven't checked that out, please do over on Muse and Metrics. It's the uh, audio summit, Dare to Be. And it's just a piece of work that I'm super proud of. And it's iterative. So first I edited the audio, and then I edited the video, and now I'm editing the blogs and just kind of wanting to put together more sort of short form content. So one step at a time, doing the best I can with that. So that's another win that I want to celebrate because it really was something that I was super proud of. And that's part of celebrating wins is I'm really feeling proud of the work that I'm doing. I have been thinking about wanting to grow and evolve this show and just realize I have to accept my limitations. I'm traveling too much. I've got too many deadlines, but it's hard for me to coordinate with other people. It's easier to do so in the context of a summit. It's easier to do so if I were to say, okay, I'm going to record five, six episodes all at once. Everybody come on in and let's just kind of run these interviews back to back. There's potential for me to do that, but I'm not there yet to even have a date on my calendar. I thought about it for a minute and I mentioned it to a coach that I work with and she's like, oh, well, that's Easter weekend. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. And I actually needed the break on Easter weekend. I had just been running so hard with some big school project deliverables that it was actually ended up being a day that my wrist was in so much pain that it was like, stop, sign from the universe, stop, <laughs> just go enjoy time with family, neighbors, friends, and just relax and ended up going out to dinner with our neighbors and, it, and their kids. And it was really a happy, happy afternoon with my dad. And we just all had a really nice time. And sometimes that pain is there to say, hey, take a break, take a rest. Uh, and, you know, it'll all, the work will be there to pick up tomorrow. Another win that I'll celebrate is learning how to ask for extensions, learning how to ask for grace, because 
I had a project that was due on Monday after Easter and I worked on it diligently throughout the day, but right before it was due, I just couldn't get my map to download and do what I wanted to do. And I was, I was not where I needed to be to have a final deliverable. And I emailed my press on Esla and he knew that I'd given my presentation the week before. He knew that I, I'd been on it. I had been working very diligently. And so I just said, hey, I just need more time on this. And uh, he said, yeah, take another day. And that's the key with asking for extensions. Do it before, not after, uh, is, is a good rule for academia. The, the sooner that you know you can't be where you need to be, the better you'll be. I asked for a week extension on another project when I was doing a huge amount of traveling where I was from LA to San Diego to Colorado to Pennsylvania. And I knew all that travel was coming up. I knew I had to deliver the audio summit. I knew all of this other stuff that I just said, hey, I just, I'm not going to be able to make that particular deadline for that project. And he said, no problem, take another week. So those are also wins, asking for what you need when you need it. And because I'm doing my best to show up all the time as diligently and consistently as I can with the best effort, people know that my intention is there. And so I feel like I'm getting the support that I need. Even with wanting to do videos on the 360 Talk Radio Network for women, I felt like I was running too hard and too fast and my quality was going down in a way that I wasn't quite pleased with. And so I also asked for a break there to say, hey, just give me a minute to just regroup myself, gather myself, get uh, myself together so that I can get back to a production schedule and a quality of deliverable that meets my standard. And also kind of got, you know, take the time you need, do what you need to do. And that's a big part of it is, is having put in the work, put in the relationship so that when you need help or you need time or you need support, it's there. And that's another win to celebrate, that the fact that you have built trust with your relationships, that you can lean on those relationships for the support you need. A thought that I had this week was defining the definition between what is an excuse and what is a reason. And this came up in my thoughts because of this asking for an extension. Like, am I making excuses or are these absolute valid reasons? And to think about what is the difference between an excuse or a reason. And what I came up with was the idea of wanting to do something and not wanting to do something. So the answers can be completely the same in as much as why didn't you do that? Well, I didn't have time is an example because let's say you have a house project and it's not something you ever intend to do or maybe it's kind of a fantasy that you will get it done at some point somehow but there's no plan there's no intention there's no strong desire to actually get it done so when called out to answer to why isn't this done and the answer is i don't have time it comes across as an excuse because it was never something that had intent behind it. 
And so we can, in life, have excuses when it's sort of saying, well, this happened and this happened and this happened, and that's why it's not done. And that is because there was never a real intention to get it done. The real answer is I don't want to do it. I have no intention of doing it, but that's not the socially acceptable thing to say. And we don't get to get in trouble or get people mad at us. So we just sort of make up an excuse. Whereas when there's full intention behind it, you absolutely intend to do this. You have a plan, you have a desire, you want to get that thing done. Not having time to do it is a legitimate reason. And it is a reason, not an excuse. If it really is about, it's on the list. It, we just haven't got there yet because there's other things that are on top of it in terms of priority, but it's definitely on the list. Or you need to do something first before you can do that. And those are things that are actual real reasons that are valid because there's full, clear intention to get it done. And that's where I feel that the communications that I've had with me asking for help have come from a place of full intention, full commitment, and then having reasons, which is there's not enough hours in the day. Or having reasons, which is, hey, I'm having um, some pain that I just need to address. Or, hey, I have a mountain of other things that just have to be done first. So those are all legitimate reasons. So I think about in your own life where you have full intention and where you don't. Because there's a lot of things that you can say I want this or I want that, but you don't have it. So where's the gap? Is it because the intention was never there or the intention is there, but there are things that need to be done first, uh, that it's a process that, or that the knowledge or skills have not been acquired yet, but are in process. And so that is a good test to do for yourself, not just for others, to understand in your own life what the difference between an excuse and a reason is. Uh, because excuses are just another way of letting yourself off the hook for something you've never had any intention of doing. And if that was never your desire, it's helpful, at least for yourself, to be honest with yourself of, yeah, that's just not a priority for me, or I don't really want to do that. And yeah, I understand socially with others, there's ways that we just try to tell, you can call it a white lie, just to the lies that are sort of like just to be socially acceptable and just kind of move on and redirect the conversation. But when it comes to ourselves, I think telling ourselves the truth and making sure we ourselves understand where we have excuses around things, because it's just not something we want to do versus where we actually have full intention, accountability, responsibility, desire, and want to get things done, but there's a process. And, and again, there's certain realities that we have to face. And that's where I'm celebrating the win that the reasons that I've had have been appropriate, um, but I still have to show up and do the work and I've signed up for so many things. It's exciting, but it's overwhelming. 
And that's where I'm finally feeling that I'm in gear. I am finally feeling like, okay, I know the direction that I'm going. I know what I've signed up for. I know what I want. And it's kind of coming together. And it's a little bit every day, a little bit every week. And I'm seeing that I'm able to complete things. And I'm rushing to the end of the semester, or I could say I'm standing still and the semester is rushing towards me uh, as it ends. And then I'll be leaving the country. And then that, although is holiday, comes with its own sense of responsibility and logistics and planning and energy. And it will be joyful, but it will also be a lot. And because I travel so much, sometimes being home is the real gift, but also appreciating wherever I am and just doing my very, very best to negotiate it and navigate it. And uh, it is a bit challenging when I want to do production because I don't have a studio when I travel. So it's just kind of doing it remotely. Uh, some of my wins celebrating the fact that I got a green screen going. And so now I know how to do chroma key and editing and in live streaming and put it in a background. And that's feeling like I'm starting to make progress, but I don't know how well I can do when I'm trying to do that on the road. So that's yet to be seen. I'll figure it out as I go. And it's coming together. It's been really nice to post a video and be able to look at the analytics and every day see more views and more watch hours and more likes. And that's been really satisfying to see that there's progress there. That even though I started nine months ago and then kind of kind of abandoned it, but really went behind the scenes to be be thinking about there's just a lot more I need to do here to get this done right and to learn the parts and pieces and then to come back uh, stronger. And that uh, I had a whole lot of other things that I needed to do. And again, back to those reasons. Uh, it was so important for me to get out of storage, which required OneDrive from the East Coast out to Colorado and a drive with the trailer back and then the unpacking and, and all the while just trying to stay on school deadlines. And the reason I'm in school is to learn these so technology software and programming. And at the beginning, it takes me hours because I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know where to start. I don't even know where to go next. Fortunately, even though it's an online program, I have some classmates now that I can lean on and ask questions of, and they can help. So I'm not feeling quite so alone in how do I do this and what am I doing? And so the good news is this semester, I haven't gotten tangled with any major tech issues. I've definitely done things that have taken a lot of time, but nothing that I just couldn't get past the technical, which in my first semester, I was going down huge tech holes. I just could not even find a starting point for many of the assignments. And they, they were doing it great. I mean, they knew how much we had to learn very quickly. And I think they tried to make sure we had the support we needed. And 
everybody came in at a different place. But for me, it was incredibly overwhelming. And the nature of it was that was the point of it. You were going to spend time with it. And they gave you lots and lots of help resources if those were needed. And I used them. And so it's really an accomplishment now to be like, okay, I signed up to learn this software and I now have a really good sense of how to use this software. So I am feeling really, really good about that. I still want to get better at Python. I want to get better at R. And I'm taking my SQL class this summer and a programming class in the fall. And so it's coming together. I am really loving student life. It keeps me challenged and I'm starting to better own my identity and my work as a creator with more discipline and an equal amount of joy. And I find that to keep providing value and also using content creation just to keep track of all the things that I see for myself that I find interesting, that not only do I want to share with others, but I also want to keep on my own radar and remind myself of these things. So part of it, it's like my own learning journey. So these ideas like, hey, if I can do this, anybody can do this, as well as I, seeing really cool things that I want to document um, so I don't forget them. And that leads me to having created all these micro brands. And that was another thing that I was feeling really challenged by is having all this and being very overwhelmed because it was too much, too many, and it was unfocused. And, and there's a place for that. Uh, I think in my own brand, it's okay to have a little bit of me having these different interests. But in terms of having dedicated channels that are focused on one particular idea, I think that I will do much better in those channel directions as well. And so that's another part of this year's thinking was thinking about what are these channels that I want to build? What's the everything that I'm interested in and where does it go? And so to be able to realize like, okay, I have 10 little verticals so that any idea that I have can be caught and communicated in any one of those channels. And that was the everything that I'm up to at this time in my life. And that felt good to be able to name it and then to see everything that's sort of in my line of vision everything that has an interest for me, knowing kind of which bucket that I could put it in. And those are wins. Those are small little wins. Uh, getting taxes filed, um, helping my parents, uh, creating content, being a good student, enjoying the ride. Those are all things that I'm super happy to celebrate. Being an IC scholar, being a woman uh, Google Woman Tech Maker Ambassador. All of those things have me at capacity. Um, and even my love for martial arts, I realize I have to kind of put that in waves. 
I decided I was just going to finish my speak Ukrainian class before I picked up my next round of preparation and study as I get ready for my third degree black belt advancement tests and all the uh, forms that I need to prepare for that um, as I'll have that test in July. And I'm tweaking my resume. I went to two of our career uh, drop-ins. One was a video chat and the other one was a text chat. And they do a resume review. And I'm getting to sort of see how to present and communicate what opportunities will be ideal for my skills and my interests and, and also direct the where I want to go. And I'm feeling that I have to balance how much do I actually have time for, given that I'm going to continue summer school this summer. So I still have another eight credits and continuing in the fall and the spring. And then I worked it out that I would take the following summer off and focus that on a full-time internship, that that's going to be my goal to get the best internship that I can that will really define the course that I go in terms of what am I doing with all of this education that I'm getting. And the big takeaway that I got from the first recruiter uh, feedback was a definition of where do you live and are you willing to move? And realizing that I at this point in my life, I'm joyfully constantly in motion between three cities, as well as international travel. And I have decided that I have this amazing remote and hybrid opportunity with my university that I feel that I'm like, I want the same work situation. And part of my challenge now isn't just going to be to find the right job for my education, for my skills, for my interests, for my personality, but now also to find something that works with my lifestyle and that I can integrate appropriately with my personal life and with uh, what my goals are for my financial life. So that's something that I'm now working on in the background, kind of going, okay, how does this all fit together? And I don't need the answer now, but I need to address it because what I didn't want um, as this first recruiter I talked to was a very in-the-box traditional, you come to us, you work at our office, uh, you have a, a, a fixed normal schedule in person. And it was very clear that I was like, not that person. I am done with that. I'm not doing that. And I am not saying never. I'm just not saying now. I think as I have uh, decided that I really just enjoy my time with my parents and they need the extra help, that that is going to be my first uh, and foremost priority and that that keeps me kind of moving in different directions and round again. That That's why I'm in school right now. I mean, there's this, I really want to learn but there's this, hey, this really works for my life and my lifestyle. And back to kind of healing from trauma, it is still surprising to me that these major endings of my 
professional work and of my marriage were two and three years ago now. I was like, how, how did, how did that become so long ago? And yet I still feel like I have this residual trauma that I'm uh, working through and it will, it will take time. Uh, but it also takes attention. Um, I think if I just ignored it and buried it and didn't deal with it at all, then it might not even have that light of day that it needs to heal. And I'm sure it won't even be fully healed. I'm sure that as I embark on other friendships and relationships, you know, stuff will come up. Uh, or as I read that once you're hit by a Mack truck, you proceed looking very carefully to the left and to the right. And I understand that. I've definitely taken uh, some hits that I never anticipated and has taken me a while to recover from. And even thinking that that's part of it is that the recovery is multi-step. Part of the recovery was just getting my stuff out of storage and, and moving it. But I haven't fully even unpacked it yet. And I leave in a couple days and I'm gone for a hundred days and then I'll be back. So some of my stuff, uh, it will be a while before it gets unpacked. And having blown out my elbow in the move, I wake up every morning with this pain and it triggers these memories that I have come up and it's just tied to this physical pain. It's a trigger. And with my, my wrist getting exacerbated by all of my projects, it's a little bit connected, although it's a, a left wrist and a right elbow. It's just things that just they are and they will heal. Uh, it's not, uh, it, it, the, the wrist is more of a reminder to just slow it down and pace myself. And my elbow is just a reminder that I spent a month digging myself out of storage, packing a trailer, driving across country, unpacking it. And in that, and I love my books. I love books, but they are heavy. I love clothes. They're heavy. Uh, I love my furniture, but they're heavy. So it um, definitely was just part of the process. It will heal. And the last part of the healing for me is financial. Um, I found school also a really safe place because it would cash flow me. But in reality, that's financially moving me backwards, not forwards. I am absorbing some debt that I need to repay. And so I want to make sure that whatever I'm doing to repay it is something that I'm good at, I enjoy, uh, that that suits me, that suits my lifestyle. And so I've been wanting to be thoughtful about that, um, that I've let myself just say, Hey, I'm leaning into school. It's a professional reset. It's an investment. But knowing that a lot of the things I went through, but knowing that a lot of the things I went through just cost a lot of money and that I spent a lot of time writing checks for a very long time to just get out of everything to do with that situation. 
and it was not inexpensive. But I got there and um, professionally, having just kind of let things go and said, you know what, I'm done with this. Uh, There's just some boundaries here and ethical lines that for me were very important to protect. And so stepping away from things that I had uh, done before that had a lot of momentum felt like a car crash, just felt like things were going at a high speed and then it hit a wall and then it immediately, it stopped. And it kind of, there was residual energy there. Uh, There were clients and colleagues and things that still kind of still had momentum. It's like a car crash that stops, but then there's still, it keeps rolling a little bit. It's not the same. It's broken, but that's kind of how I felt. There was the sense of the energy needed to drain out of that situation to the point that I was no longer getting incoming phone calls or incoming emails about anything to do with that. And I no longer had any financial responsibilities related to it. So all of it took time to And so I think when my financial path is better revealed as far as actually starting to bring income in, um, my first kind of run at that is actually going to be a scholarship that I've had all year that they require certain things to be done. And then when you do those things, you are uh, having completed the requirements, then they give you a check. So I'm excited that I have one more requirement that I'll complete this week, uh, which is attending a one hour online event. And then I will have met all of the requirements for the year so that I can kind of celebrate that as a win that the scholarship that I did receive, I have completed all of its requirements. And so that will be uh, some real money that's uh, that's not a loan that I can now start putting towards my uh, towards my loans and my life and my education. And those are things I'm starting to think about as I move forward, making sure that I manage my time appropriately and my commitments and my efforts, but that I also start thinking about how do I get myself into that flow of professional value and that flow of professional money, Uh, which is to say that content creation has a high bar for monetization. And I, I think an appropriately high bar. I'm actually happy that it takes some time and effort and skill and consistency to monetize content efforts because it means that they're more sustainable once you've achieved that because you've finally kind of unlocked it and figured it out. And in that way, I'm happy that I started, maybe a little less happy that I abandoned it for as long as I did, but then happy that I'm coming back again. But all things being equal, how many other things I had on my plate to manage and to complete maybe everything is fine. Maybe everything is just absolutely perfect. And that the most important thing is to continue. If it feels that it's aligned, if it feels that something's right, just to get back out there and continue. 
even with this show, I think part of the reason that I've been so grateful that it's a radio format is because I don't know who listens, but I've committed to creating it. I have a producer. And so I have one person who says, I'm looking forward to that episode every week. You know, make sure you send it. And that alone has been enough for me to continue. I don't know if my show is good or not good relative to other shows. I just know that I'm happy to do it and I appreciate the discipline. And I know that over the course of a year, I've gotten better. I've become a better speaker. I've become a better editor. I think that it's giving me a foundation that as I bring this into YouTube, that I hope to have better stage presence, better articulation, and generally know that nothing that was invested is lost. It was all part of my growth and my growing. And that was one thing I didn't stop. I have kept consistency throughout the journey and that I am proud of. So again, as we talk about what are we celebrating, that's something to celebrate. I celebrate my consistency. I And just having confidence in myself that I have something to say and I'll keep saying it until something resonates and my people start coming together and we find each other and a community can coalesce around what it is that I know, what it is that I have to say, and where it is that I'm going. And that's a celebration. Celebrating getting out of relationships that no longer serve me, even though I think of those relationships as having a fair amount of, of trauma associated with the end of them. There was a good fit for the time where we were together. And then the everything after really just confirmed you do not belong here anymore. I have other plans for you as kind of a message from God in the universe to say, you have done everything I had in mind for you here. It is time for you to go. And that has been easy and hard at the same time. Easy in the fact that some of it was done for me and I didn't have a lot of choices and I just did the best I could with the, what was in front of me as what was the most appropriate for who I am and what my standards are. And, and yet it was also just difficult because there were a certain identity and a certain energy that was around something that when you uh, just try to stop things with momentum, it, 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 the universe doesn't work that way. And so there is that thing that we learn in martial arts about let the energy drain. And a lot of the last two, three years have been about let the energy drain uh, of those situations. And, and in, in many ways they have been 
replaced uh, in my attention to school and in all the projects I'm doing. But perhaps where they're not replaced is that I don't yet perhaps have that same sense of identity as one might have when they're in a relationship or marriage, or perhaps I don't have the same sense of identity as you do when you clearly have a job or a profession or you do something very specifically. And I'm not there. I'm in this experimental, transitory place, which is reason itself to celebrate that I get to experiment and try on these different costumes of, hey, do I want to be this? Hey, do I want to be this? What do I want to be when I grow up, even though I'm already grown up? But that I've given myself a second chance to just try, try anything, try anything that feels right, that feels learnable, that feels that I can make a valuable contribution, and that in some way, shape, or form builds on skills and experience that I already have. Which is, again, all reasons to celebrate what I've done, what I'm doing, and what I'm preparing myself to do. So whether it's a certificate, whether it's a master's degree program, whether it's a course, whether it's just a deep dive into a topic that's interesting to you to get many perspectives on it. Uh, I also wrote a play um, with Bard. Bard and I wrote a play together with ChatGPT. Um, so Bard is the Google one that I have access to through my Women Tech Makers program and ChatGPT is available to everybody through OpenAI. And I wrote a play. Actually, it's a musical. And then I distilled it into a one-man show so it can be as simple or as complex as I would like it to be. And that's something I would like to do is to put together a table read and do it through the USC Drama School. And so that is something else that I'm going to celebrate is that I wrote a play. I've never written a play before, but I figured that was something that I could do. I've always wanted to do. And I uh, just kind of relaxing, um, chilling with my computer on a weekend afternoon. I had done enough research on the topic. So it's historical fiction and just um, they knew enough about the time period and they didn't always get the dates right or the sequence of events right, but because I was familiar enough with them, I could kind of prompt, okay, reorganize this, fix this, do this. I want it kind of to look a bit like this. And then, um, yeah, we machine and man uh, or woman uh, collaborated to uh, create and those are things for all of us to know that we can now use these tools for ideation, collaboration. But there's a whole other conversation that goes into the ethics and using these things for good and having guardrails when they're not used for good. 
and many other uh, things along those lines. But today we celebrate. We celebrate what is. We celebrate what's possible. We celebrate our everyday wins. We celebrate with gratitude, with mindfulness, with just building step by step that all of these things don't need to be done in one day. And that the fact that the, the, the steadiness of them to me informs the longevity of them. That if I'm willing to poke around this stuff for a year, uh, regardless of very specific results, that I've improved a process, that I've improved a concept, then it tells me that I'm willing to be in the space for another year or, or more and that it's worth my time, it's worth the investment because I have already put the time in and that the time I go forward isn't wasted because I've confirmed to myself, yes, yes, this is a space that I want to be in yes, I want to figure this out. Yes, I want to create and communicate and and learn and then bring others with me in these learning journeys and learning transformations and, and communities. So as you go about your day and as you go about your week, I just highly encourage you to think about all the areas of your life that you can celebrate be proud of yourself. Be proud of the work that you're doing. Uh, be proud of the things that you're showing courage, that you're showing resolve, that you're moving forward through things, and that each and every one of us has a unique path and a unique journey. And yet, collectively, we've all taken on. Uh, certain trauma. And for some of us, trauma is new. Um, for others, it's been there for a lifetime and another for others for generations. So everybody has a different relationship to trauma, but whatever it is, acknowledge it for yourself and then celebrate. Celebrate the ways that you're moving through things, you're accomplishing things, you're making good decisions, you're supporting yourself you're caring for yourself, you're advocating for yourself. I think advocating is so important to ask for what you need and that doing so in a way that is a reason, not an excuse. And again, that reason coming from the fact that you have full intention, uh, you're already demonstrating that you're doing a lot of things in and around what you say it is that you want to do and that there's a reason that it's not getting done because something either has, has to happen first or there are certain limitations that need to be addressed or skills that need to be gained and that it's a work in progress. And, is, is and so I think it's an exciting time. I think it's an exciting time that we can share our voice. I, I, I remember a time when I worked in the entertainment industry where really very little could be done without gatekeepers. There were gatekeepers for music. There was gatekeepers for film and for television, gatekeepers for book publishing. And we're starting to see those walls fall down as far as 
there are more voices for of a wide variety of backgrounds and of people, opinions, and of expertise to get out there and share them through YouTube and through social media and through self-publishing. In a lot of ways, there's no barriers to entry. The key is having the discipline and having the focus and the intention of knowing that you can break that fourth wall, not just to be a consumer of content, but if you desire a creator of content and you can do so simply by finding resources and other voices that you resonate with and you find value in sharing them with your own community. So sometimes it's in creating original content and other times it's amplifying content and resources that you enjoy and you've gained value from and that sort of idea of curating content. So there's a lot that can be done. There's a lot that we can celebrate. There's a lot of work that still needs to be done for sure, but also that it's okay to stop and celebrate the wins. Do not be shy. Don't wait for other people to congratulate you on things. It's nice when they do. I certainly got a few congratulations when I got my master's degree and that was a good feeling. And now I'm going for a second master's and I get one certificate in May and another certificate in August and I'm doing all sorts of stuff. But I'm really feeling that I can be my own cheerleader in the things that are very important to me. And not everybody around me is always going to understand what it is I'm doing or why I'm doing it. And really that moment when I would finished the five-hour video, or at least an iteration of it, and it's, it's, it's taking a bit because there's just a transcript that needs deep editing, and AI only takes it so far. It, it's a very manual process. And finishing that just felt so good finishing that was like, oh, that was a piece of work, a project, a five-hour project that I am so proud of. And the people around and who participated in it are proud of it as well. And that I could celebrate that with my mentors and leaders who are part of Women Tech Makers. So collectively, it brought in 360 Talk Radio for Women, it brought in Women Tech Makers, it brought in my Muse and Metrics brand, and it brought in my interest in creating video and creating content and my role as an ambassador to amplify voices of women in tech, encourage women to get into tech, encourage women to uh, just dare to be whatever they want to be. And that was something that I really, that was that real first pause of like, wow, I did something that I'm really proud of. And I just was a reminder to uh, know that we've all worked hard. It's been a long road. We're coming out the other side. We're starting to get traction again. We're starting to be transformed or see the potential to transform and know that it's possible whatever we can set our sights on as the next thing that will further our growth, our development, our well-being, that we can set our sights on those things, we can go for those things, and we can get there. 